chapter 4 tonight. We're going to look at these final verses of this uh, book of the Bible that Paul was writing under the inspiration of Scripture. And he's writing this from the Roman prison uh, to the church at Philippi. Church family, what we're going to look at tonight is most of the time referred to as a faith promise passage. If there were two premier passages that really deal with uh, faith promise, it would be 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 and Philippians chapter number 4. And uh, these verses tonight, I think, are undeniably uh, talking about the missionary Apostle Paul and the church. And I think sometimes um, churches uh, are, don't take a strong stand on this idea of missions or the idea of faith promise, and specifically the idea of churches are the ones that support missionaries. Now, I know that there's a lot of missionaries. Of course, Brother Sharp's here tonight. Brother Morgan was a missionary. Now, uh, Brother Shindek doing mission work about getting ready to start this church. And I, I know that they have individuals, I, I would guess, they have individuals that support them. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. But churchmen, can I just tell you that churches are the ones that support missionaries. And my, we draw that from Philippians here when he said, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving. He did not say no, indi no individual communicated. He said, no church communicated with me concerning uh, giving and receiving. Uh, churchmen, I feel that according to the scriptures that we should give our missions money to the church and the church is the one that sends that missionary missionary money around the world now church I mean, we support uh brother mize you in here what's the exact number 98 that's terrible let me get two more on there amen um but 98 missionaries that we support uh at this present time now some are for more and some are for less every missionary gets i think a hundred dollars at least and then of course it goes up from there now, the missionaries that we support, I would say that all of us might have our favorites. We would say, okay, listen, I really like this missionary over here, but, you know, this one over here didn't really do much for me when he was here. But we as a church congregation, we vote to take on a missionary, and we support them as a church. We don't, and again, I don't know of anybody in our church that does this. Maybe you do, that you send your mission, missionary money directly to an individual. I think from the teaching of Philippians, and I think you're going to really see that our missions money is supposed to go through the church, and the church is the one that sends it to the missionary. Now, I don't want to get sidetracked tonight because there's so much that can be taught on missions and, and, and preaching about missions, but there are three safeguards to missions money, and, I, and I, it's another thing I think that has gotten really off base, uh, and again, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, we use uh, for the example of missions money, though it was to help the churches in Judea of those poor saints, but it's still the, the principles of faith promise are there in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. But the protection that makes sure that faith promise missions money goes in the right direction is number one, the person who gives it. In other words, you're the one that chooses to put it in the offering plate for you to give to missionaries. There's, by the way, that's a safeguard as far as we collectively give from the Heritage Baptist Church to missionaries that we support around the world. We give into a, a, what we call our missions fund, but our faith promise, we put that in. That's the first guard. The second guard uh, to that, I believe, is the church. In other words, as far as that money being sent to the missionary, all right? Now, Church Emily is the pastor and they oversee the church. I try to make, do my best to make sure I communicate everything through the deacons and the church family to make sure, because we don't have a dictatorship. This is a church uh, body and this body is what supports the missionaries, okay? But as the overseer, a lot of times a letter will come to me before it ever gets to you, and I find out that a missionary is either not there or the missionary is not going back to the field or some other crazy things. There's a, there's a safeguard there that churches, and specifically the pastor, is supposed to make sure as the overseer of that money going out, that, that money is being sent and to the appropriate person that's going to use it Again, to further the gospel, that's the whole reason for their mission work, all right? The third thing that is supposed to be a safeguard, and I really, I feel like the two that are lacking the most are these second two, is the church. But the third one is supposed to be the missionary that spends the money. And uh, I want to tell you something, I've gotten more aggravated in the last two or three, four years than ever before 
with the way mission money is being spent and being used, but we don't have to answer for every church other than this church. And so we're an independent Baptist church, and we're not here to fix other churches, but we are to make sure we follow the biblical pattern of how money is to be given and how it's supposed to go out. Now, with all that said tonight, there is no way around Philippians chapter 4 talking about what faith promise missions money or faith promise giving does for you as an individual. Now, that sounds pretty selfish, but I want to tell you something. God made this idea of giving to missions, not for us to helping the missionary, but for us to help ourselves. And I know that sounds terrible tonight, but you can't get around the fact you give to missions, God's going to bless you. All righty. And your missions money is not your tithe. Your tithe is what 10% that belongs to God. That's not our money. If you don't give your tithe, you're stealing. Okay. God says, that's my money. He said, I can't believe I got to give to 10%. He's allowing you to live on 90 I think you're getting the better deal, all right? So we give our tithes, and our offering is everything above our tithe. So everything above the 10% is an offering. I give to missions, that's an offering. I give to the building fund, that's an offering. I give to the Capital City Baptist Church, that's an offering. Everything above our tithe is an offering. Now, in Philippians chapter 4, it was specifically Apostle Paul, the missionary, uh, receiving from the church at Philippi. So let's read these verses together, and then we'll jump into this tonight. In Philippians chapter number 4, just for me, I'm going to pick it up in verse 10. I know I'm backtracking a little bit, but they, they still are, are connected here. Verse 10 says this, but I, that being Apostle Paul, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, the care of the church at Philippi, hath flourished again, wherein ye were careful, anxious, worried, careful, but ye lacked opportunity. All right, now, can I just tell you what your mission's money does for the missionary? The first thing in verse number 10, it says, and I, for I rejoiced in the Lord. Now, I want to tell you, it causes a missionary to be happy when he's got some income coming on the field to be able to do what God's called him to do. Hey, how many of you in here, you've ever gone through a rough time financially? Would you raise your time? Any time in your life, rough time? Those are not always fun times, all right? Now, they grow us in our faith, but those are not always fun times. How many has figured out it takes a little bit of pressure off when there's finances to be able to pay your bills and to be able to do things? How many like it when it's like that, all right? All right. How many are playing the lottery to hope for that, all right? That's what I thought. All right, so the missionary rejoices by the giving of God's people as far as missions. Look at verse number 11. Not only does it cause the missionary to rejoice, verse 11, not that I speak in respect of want or lack, want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be what? So missions giving for the missionary not only causes them to rejoice, but it causes them to be content with what they have. All right? In other words, whatever God brings into them, it's a love offering to them. It's not like they, they, that they, you know, they, we never get a bill from a mission. By the way, if we ever did, we'd stop supporting the missionary. We never get a bill from a missionary saying, you didn't support me this month. All right? That's because they are relying upon the love offering of a church to be sent to them, and it causes them to be content with what God provides for them. Look at verse number 12. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. All right, abased means to, to be depressed or brought low. Abound means to be in excess. He says, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things am I instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and suffer need. Now, the idea behind this, of course, verse 13 is the next verse. Uh, in verse 13, going along with what Paul said, let's say it together, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Who said that? Apostle Paul, the missionary. So what he's saying is the giving from God's people from the church at Philippi also causes me to trust the Lord. I know both how to abound. I know how to be abased. I know how to be full. I know how to suffer need. What he's trying to say is I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Whether I get a lot or get a little, it causes me to trust the Lord. All right, are we out there so far? Now that's the missionary side of things. Now let's look at our side. What's the first word in verse 14? All right, so notwithstanding, Apostle Paul says, hey, listen, I can be abound, I can be abased, I can have little or much. Notwithstanding, 
ye have, ye being the church at Philippi, ye have well done that ye did communicate. The word communicate means to share in company. That ye did communicate with my affliction, shared in company with it, how? Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again to my necessity. Now, church family, verses number 17, 18, and 19, Apostle Paul is about to tell the church of Philippi, your gift to me, the missionary, this is what it did for you. All right, so let's look at those three things. Here's the first one. In verse 17, not because I desire a gift, but I desire, what's the word? Fruit that may abound to your account. That's the first one, verse 18. But I have all and abound, and I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable. What's the last four words? Well, pleasing to God, and that's what faith promise does for you in verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, church family, I want to talk to you quickly tonight about those three areas. The young person tonight, we don't have to be in a missions conference for you to start giving to missions, by the way. If you're not giving to missions, I encourage you to give to missions. And if you look at tonight's message, you're going to want to give to missions. All righty. So here's Apostle Paul. He's writing the church of Philippi, and he says, Listen, no church communicated with me concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. In other words, you sent once and again to my necessity at Thessalonica. And so he's commending them for their giving. And then he makes these statements in verse 17, 18, and 19 on what their gift or their giving to the, to the missionary did for them. Can I just take a couple more minutes, if you don't mind? Church family, when a missionary surrenders their life to go to the mission field, they're going over to give the gospel to somebody we have an opportunity to support them and so that we can be able to have part of their ministry by a financial support. We're not paying them to go over there. You know, God's got, God owns the cattle in every hill, wealth in every mine. He doesn't need our money. And I know we make those statements and you say, well, then how come you keep preaching on it? Okay. I want you to understand God doesn't need your money. He needs you. And the idea of giving our money causes God to have us. It's not, God's not after, after your billfold. He's not after your billfold. In fact, everything you have in your billfold, everything you have in your 401k, everything you have in your checking account, your savings account, you didn't get, God lets you get. It all belongs to him. So our opportunity to be able to support missions allows a missionary to stay on the foreign field. Now, you've heard some of these statements before, but let me just remind you. On most fields, a missionary, it's amazing. You come to the United States of America, you can take part of our economy, and you can get a job, and we can, we can help you. And, of course, in our country, we support everybody and anybody. But the missionary that goes to a foreign field, he can't take a job. He can't, he's not allowed to take from their economy. He's got to bring the economy with him. And that's why, again, missionaries raise his support as far as going to the foreign field. Now, quickly tonight, let's look at these three things. The first thing that Faith Promised Missions that Paul says that did for church at Philippi, which also does for us, in verse number, 20, or sorry, verse number 17 is this. He says, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Uh, let's see here. Uh, is there an offering plate in the back by chance? Is there one back there? Have someone send one of those up there for me, up here, if you don't mind, for just a moment here. All right? Now, church family, this is, this is what takes place. Thank you so much, Jake. This is what takes place when we give our faith promise. All right? Thank you so much for doing that. So, I am in the, in, hey, Jake, why don't you just help me, if you don't mind? Act like you're an usher in life, okay? I'm going to act like I'm a part of the congregation tonight. All right? Offering plates are going around. And here's what Paul, so Paul says. Now, church family, I'm not, I can... Uh, we have offering envelopes. You can mark missions if you want. We're going to pretend this is my missions money, not my tithe. This is my missions money. So what, <laughs> Brother Anderson, how are you doing? He thought that was funny. All right, glad you got a kick out of that. All right, 
he sees money and he starts laughing. Is that what happens at home? All right. So I'm going to give my missions money, okay? Offering plate comes by. I put in. Now, what Apostle, don't go anywhere. What Apostle Paul said that I didn't desire a gift. I desired fruit that may abound to your account. Now, our church supports 98 missionaries. 98 missionaries are on the field. I just put my missions money at the Heritage Baptist Church. And Heritage Baptist Church, through Brother Mize, our missions director, sends a check out to 98 different missionaries that's part of my missions giving. And then Apostle Paul said, I don't desire a gift, I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Now, all the missionaries that have fruit in your hand tonight, would you go put it in my basket up there? I have a basket in heaven that is going to be at the judgment seat of Christ. And all of these missionaries are from foreign countries. All right? Thank you very much. Uh, I'll take that back for just a second here. You can go ahead and see. So this, this one here is a missionary to where? Australia? Yes. Australia. Missionary... Here is where to where are you going? Germany. Africa. All righty. <laughs> where are you going as a missionary? Um, Germany. Germany? Antarctica. All righty. Where are you going? Australia. Australia. I already have a missionary in Australia. I need a different country. Uh, Lawrence, Kansas. Good. All righty. Where are you going? China. China. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So they're all in different fields. China, huh? You would like for your sister to go to China, wouldn't you? All right. All right, so all of these missionaries are all over the world, and they're winning people to Jesus Christ. It's just like Brother Obshindik is going to be over in Topeka, but as we support him, he reached people for the Lord Jesus Christ. Your missions money goes in the offering plate, and Apostle Paul says, Church of Philippi, I want to just tell you that I didn't desire a gift, but I desired fruit that abound to your account. What fruit is he talking about? I believe it's those people that get saved on the foreign field, that God says he is keeping track of. Now, at the judgment seat of Christ, we understand that you're either going to have a full basket or an empty basket. That's you. All righty? And I want to tell you, by the way you give your missions money to be able to send missionaries around the world, there's things that are happening you're not going to be able to see, but at one day at the judgment seat of Christ, when the rewards are going to be passed out, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I'm sorry, the wood, hay, and stubble is going to get burnt up. That's going to be the things that we do. Those are works that we do that really have no spiritual uh, application or, 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 or effect. But the gold, silver, and precious stones are the people who got saved. It's the times you read the scriptures. It's the time that you uh, edified another saint. It's the time that you discipled a new convert. All of those things are going to end up at the judgment seat of Christ, and you're going to have fruit. And one of those fruits is the fruit that comes from giving to the missionary so that he can do the work that God's called them to do. So when I put my missions money into the offering plate, it's not about putting a dollar bill or a $10 bill or a 20. It's not about putting that money in. It's about putting fruit to my account. My kids, uh, years ago, I started um, savings accounts for all my kids, and, uh, and they're there. Unfortunately, I should be a little more disciplined as far as that. And my goal was is as they got older, you know, when they got to college time, they would have some money from us, my wife and I. And uh, they don't have much in their accounts right now. Uh, and I've got, I, I open an account for every one of them. You know, uh, curse, not Sharon now, she's gone. I don't have to, put, once they leave, and a blessing, no more money spent. Anyway, um, but, uh, uh, and Samuel, I don't think I do anymore either. Seth, I don't do anymore. Once they get to that place where they want to control their own money, I don't do it for them. But, so the ones that I have right now, right now is Silas, Stephen, Stephanie, Sarah, Susanna. Is that all of them, Stage? Yeah. All of them? Are you in here? I hear a voice. Okay, all of them in the back. Man, you're far away tonight. Oh, you have a teenage boy back there. You know, I didn't see him in the choir tonight. (laughs) 
He's going to get a break, but it's not the break he's looking for. All right, at least you're here, amen? Praise the Lord, all right? I just took all the money out of your account, twit. All right, so it's gone, all right? So my children, I, they have an account, and in their account, as the Lord give me a little extra money, I put some money in their account. Now, they don't, even keep, they, they don't have it in front of them. They don't even know it's there, but I put a little money in their account, and it grows. How many of you would like for the pastor to put money in your account? I'm not doing it, all right? But you say to yourself, man, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if somebody would put something in my account to wake up tomorrow morning, instead of having $200 in there, you find there's $400 in there. Wouldn't that be exciting? Okay, well, I'm telling you, every time you put your faith promise into the, into the plate at the Heritage Baptist Church, that's exactly what happens in heaven. Amen. Somebody is putting fruit into your account, and at the judgment seat of Christ, the thing that we're all hoping to hear, well done, thou can I tell you just how that happens? It happens because you give your faith promise. And Apostle Paul says, I don't want your money. I've learned, how to, I've learned how to be full. I've learned how to be hungry. I've learned how to be abased. And I've learned how to suffer need. Apostle Paul says, I can do all things through Christ. I don't need you sending me money as a missionary. But I, I, I'm glad that you do because I don't desire a gift. I desire fruit that may abound to your account. And in heaven, you ought to have a full basket because of your missions giving. Amen. Listen, you teenagers in here. It's not about how much you give. It's about just simply give. It's not, boy, it's not one of these things your bass is going to be bigger because you gave $100. It's going to be that God looks about what you have for income and what your, what your sacrifice is, and God looks at what you give, and then missionaries are supported, and missionaries are supported, people are being saved, lives are being changed and helped, and all of a sudden in heaven, God has, uh, keeps track of all that. So the judgment seat of Christ, he gets to say, well done. And we get to see all the fruit, the different people that are in heaven because they're saved, because you gave the mission so the missionary could be there. So Apostle Paul says, I'm going to tell you what faith promise does for you. Faith promise, number one, does for you. It brings fruit into your account. Look at the second thing he says. Verse number 18. He says, but I have all, Paul speaking, I, I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you. Now, church family, Epaphroditus was a messenger from the church at Philippi that brought the gift to Apostle Paul. Now, Paul's in prison right now. And so Epaphroditus brings this gift to Apostle Paul. And Paul is writing this letter back to the church at Philippi, and he says, hey, I just want you to know I got the gift he brought. Now, look what he says next in this verse here. He says that gift, he says, but I have all in a bound, verse 18, I am full and have received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Now, church, I mean, I, this is just me. I, for some reason, I thought that when the Bible says that Apostle Paul received of Epaphroditus an odor of a sweet smell, I thought he sent him a fragrance of some sort. I thought an odor, boy, he got some cologne he needed in prison. I, I honestly thought that's what it was talking about. But that's not what this is talking about. When he says here that I received from you, that it, he's describing what the gift was like to him and to God. So you're saying when you put your faith promise in, that $10 bill has no smell on it. The odor of a sweet smell. Look, look what he says, those three things there. He says the odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing unto God. You remember in the Old Testament that when they, they would bring the sacrifices to God, that it would get, bring up a sweet smell to God because of the sacrifices that they brought? Apostle Paul didn't receive Epaphroditus 360 red. He didn't receive Epaphroditus Chanel number five. What he received from Epaphroditus was the gift, and it was like a sweet smell and odor to the Lord. And those last, two, the last four words, well-pleasing unto God. There's a lot of things you're going to find in the scripture that the Bible says is pleasing unto God, but I only find two things in scripture that says is well-pleasing unto God. 
You're going to find out when you walk through the scriptures as far as the things that are pleasing to God. You're going to find out that it pleases God for us to sing. It pleases God for us to walk on the right path, to not, to, uh, to not live in the flesh, to live by faith. All of those things the Bible says pleases God. But the only two things the Bible says is well-pleasing is Colossians 3.20. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. And then in Galatians, I'm sorry, Philippians 4, verse number 18 right here, it says a person's mission's money is well-pleasing to God. Now think about that. Children obeying their parents and people giving to faith promised missions are the two things that doesn't just please God, it's well-pleasing to God. Brother Obshindik and I, Pastor, uh, I, I'm going to have to switch over to that here soon, but uh, Pastor Obshindik here is about to start a church. And one of the things he asked me, he says, what do you think about us starting a church? Do you think we should support missions? And I said, you need to hold off on that until you start the you charter. I know a couple of our families are going over there. It's, and that church will remain a mission work until you charter. But I said, the very first thing you should do is as soon as you charter and you become the Capital City Baptist Church as a chartered uh, autonomous church, the first thing you should do is support missionaries. And I like it that he wants to support them right now. I mean, before, it, before it's chartered, we want to support missionaries right now. And I want to tell you something, because he learned something. God blesses giving to missions. Amen. God blesses it. You know why? Because it's pleasing to him. Amen. It makes him happy when we give to the missionary and we send missionaries around the world and we try to help. I wish all of you could get on the plane tomorrow morning and go to Panama. Amen. There's some of you who need to go to China, but there, I wish all of you could go to Panama. Because there's something about going and seeing the missionary, encouraging the missionary, and seeing the people on these foreign lands, and, 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 and seeing people get saved in a different language, and what, what it does, and our eye affects our heart, and all the things are important, but there's some of you that will never board a plane, will never go to a foreign field, but you can be over there without being over there. Amen. How? Put that missions money in. It puts fruit to your account, but it only puts fruit to your account, it makes God pleased with you. Hey, you are going to find out one of these days, you faithful members of the Heritage Baptist Church who's been given to missions for all of these years, you're going to find out when you get to heaven, yes, it put fruit to your account, but all the things God did for you in this lifetime because he was happy with you because of your giving to missions. Amen. Well, pleasing to the Lord. Last but not least, look what Paul says. What does faith promise missions giving do for you? Number one, it puts fruit to your account. Number two, it makes you well pleasing to the Lord. Last but not least, verse 19, my grandfather's favorite verse but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Church family, the church at Philippi was not a rich church. They were, the, they were of those churches of Macedonia, and that's why Paul said, you sent once and again, and that's also why he said, you were careful, in other words, anxious or worried about sending support to me, but you lacked opportunity. Church family, the church at Philippi didn't have a lot of money. They lacked opportunity because it wasn't there. So they, out of their poverty, gave to Apostle Paul to be able to meet his need. And Apostle Paul says, hey, but my God shall supply all your need. You gave to the missionary. God, Paul says, now my God's going to supply all your need, not according to his poverty, but according to his riches in glory. Hey, he owns it all. He can supply all. And what Apostle Paul says, because you gave to missions... That word need means necessity, means lack, demand. He says, because you gave to me, then my God in your need is also going to supply your need. That word supply means to completely fill. Hey, I think it's more than financial. 
I think that when a person gives to missions, that God blesses a person in missions like we, that we, we don't even think about need. We think of financial, but we don't think about physical. You know, there's some of you, you haven't been to a dentist and you cannot remember the last time. There's some of you in here, you can't remember the last time you went to a doctor and had a doctor's bill. There's some of you, you still drive that old clunker that has over 200,000 miles on it and it's still running. How does that happen? Don't tell me because it's a foreign-made car. That's not true. <laughs> Japanese. No, I want to tell you, because there's a God in heaven that says, you take care of the missionary, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of your need. The things that, you're, that, that, that you cannot take, there's nothing you have the control over, but I've got the control over. I don't know who gives the missions, and I never will, Lord permitting. I don't, I'm not, uh, that's between you and the Lord. But I can tell you one thing. Uh, my wife and I are extremely blessed. Tonight, I can start listing things, and I'm not here to compare, and I'm not compared to measure ourselves with ourselves, but I'm just trying to say, if, our, if we looked at our life, I think not alive. The children that God gave us, I mean, except for Silas, but the rest of them, <laughs> what a blessing they are. I'm thankful for... He, he's given us good health and he's given us so much and, and we can say it's because of our job we can say it's because of our own initiative but the truth of the matter is we'd have nothing if it wasn't for the Lord yeah. nothing so tonight I know it's not missions conference and I know it's not even that time of the year but in our segment of Philippians we cannot get around the fact that Paul says hey listen as a missionary there's times that I go through of not having anything there's times I go through and I have a lot but I just want you to know it's not about what I have or don't have. It's about you having fruit that abounds to your account. It's about you being well-pleasing to the Lord. It's about you, Christ meeting your need. I know you say, Pastor, man, it's another. I got to give. No, you don't have to give. But guess what happens when you do? He blesses missions giving. You know, sometimes I get aggravated as a pastor because of some little things in missions as far as what's going on today in our missions world. But there's one thing we cannot get around is the scripture will never be wrong. God always blesses missions giving. Always. Would you bow your head and close your eyes tonight? Take a moment of prayer.